0: Amen. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
1: You're listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. Brighten your day with a book. Hello, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa from QuickBook Reviews. How are you all? I am well. I've just finished uh, the first rehearsal we had for our murder mystery. Um, We're performing it only in a few weeks time, so we really need to step up with it. But it was very good. Now, I played the part of a lady called uh, Lady Caroline Crumdell Smythe. I'm an aristocrat, of course, and I'm married to a husband that I don't particularly like, and uh, I married him for his money. Um, And the question is who's going to be murdered and who was the murderer? So I don't want to give too much away at this point because who knows, you may be coming to watch it. I believe tickets are still available. but it's quite good because it's one where we'll act at the beginning and then there'll be the detectors that come on and ask questions, and then the audience can ask questions as well. So I need to really focus on not saying things that I shouldn't, not giving a, any games away, um, and just having a lot of fun. But uh, it was an interesting rehearsal in that it seems that there's a lot of men playing women's parts, there's a lot of women playing men's parts, there is a whole host of accents. It is the most very arid plethora of accents you could happen to come across and how it's all going to work out I don't know all I know is that I nearly cried laughing with it it was so much fun so can't wait for the next rehearsal I'll keep you posted I am expecting to win an award an Oscar really for my performance um, might not happen But you never know. But enough chit chat about plays and murders. Let's talk about books and murders. I think because I've got some really, really good books to talk to you about. So, the first one is a book called "My Lovely Wife" by Samantha Downing. Um, And on the cover, it says, "How well do you really know the one you love the most?" I don't feel actually that's the best summary for this book, but it's a brilliant book. I think. I think the title is All You Need, My Lovely Wife, because it sounds like it's going to be an ode, a love letter to a wife. Maybe it is, Um, but it's quite an ironic title, I think. Uh, And they say this is a story about a married couple with a very dark secret. And you might think you've read stories like this before. You'd be wrong. Now, this book from the very beginning, when I first started, I thought, Am I, am I right? Am I reading this correctly? Is this really what's going on in the book? Oh my goodness. It is very different, but it is very commendable in that it's dealing with such a, a different set of circumstances and a very different way of looking at a marriage and a family and how functional that is, that you would almost think you wouldn't believe it as you were reading it. But but I did. And there is this sense that I love to get in a book of a mixture of foreboding. Yes, that sort of fear, but trying to spot the twists and the turns, looking at each character. Are you are you a good character? Are you a good person? Are you a bad person? Um, and thinking that you're always one step ahead of the author and, as always proved, that you're not at all. Um So I really commend this to you. It was on the Richard and Judy autumn list, I believe, or winter list, I should say, um, which is why I picked it up. But it's been sat in my bookcase waiting for me to have the chance to read it. And it's actually being done as part of my book club, uh, which we're going to be meeting soon to discuss. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing what everyone thought about it for me it's just brilliant really good book and her next one is due out 2020 and I will be purchasing that one so if you like a thriller uh, a twisty one I'm trying to think which book it's like I would have to say the couple next door Shari LaPena it's not it's not identical but it's that sort of questioning a relationship questioning how they came to be together, why they're together, whether they're a good family, whether it works or not, the dynamics and the intentions and analysing what you're told and what you're not told, all all of those sort of things. Uh, I really rated it. uh, Definitely one that I will be remembering for some time and would commend that one to you. So My Lovely Wife by Samantha Downing. Um, Harlan Coben said, "Wow, riveting and full of twists." And uh, uh, the Stylist says the most grip, gripping psychological thriller of 2019. I don't know if it's the most, but I would say it's one of the most. Uh, really enjoyable. I haven't listened to it on audiobook, so I don't know what the narrator's like on that. But a really good book, nonetheless. Now, I thought I was going to do something really clever, and it turned out I was wrong. Hang on, I'm going to pull up my chair. There we go pull up my chair to tell you how wrong I was. I had this brilliant idea, I thought, that I would get a book and I would read the book, watch the film, read the graphic novel and listen to the audiobook and then be able to talk to you about the underlying concept of the book, of the story and then look and compare each way of accessing that story and what I thought. So that sounded quite reasonable, don't you think? Well, uh, just failed. So, I thought, well, first of all, not all books are available as a graphic novel, so I need to find one that I haven't read before um, that really looks interesting. And I came across a The Classics Illustrated, so featuring stories by the world's greatest authors, and this one was The 39 Steps by John Buchan. And it's a story about um, an ordinary guy, well, ordinary-ish guy who's been traveling back in London and comes across someone who says he's got a secret uh, that he needs to get to a particular person. Otherwise, there could be another war and people aren't believing him, people are coming for him and he needs help. And it's about what happens to that man, uh, what happens to the man who discovered him And how they're going to try and protect this secret and get it to the right people. It's a sort of a spy thriller, um, but it was written, you know, a long time, a long time ago. When was this book actually written? Yes, it was published 1915. So it was published a year after the First World War broke out. It was published a year before the Battle of the Somme. Um, So crikey, it's such a a pivotal time. And you would think it would be a, a a great one to read and I really enjoyed the graphic novel I thought it would move quickly I thought the pictures were super way of illustrating it um, it wasn't long at all let's see how many pages was this 46 pages and yet you got the gist of the whole story and what went on in the pace and the spy element and um, hiding and finding and all those sort of things so I thought that was great then I saw that the audiobook well, it was done as an audio drama was on special offer. So I thought, right, I'll get that one next before I move on to the book and then watch the film. But that's where I came unstuck, because the graphic novel didn't include it, but the audio drama included certain phrases, certain descriptions of people that I found unacceptable for me in this day and age, whether describing someone's race or um, religion. And I just thought, no, it's a difficult one because you. I thought, well, we've what we've got here is a book that was written, and and the words used are of the time, perhaps, um, and it's a super spy story, a really enjoyable story. But can we forgive that? Can we forgive the story? These these points that make me very uncomfortable, and and still listen and watch and read. Uh, and take the story in, and my conclusion, I'm afraid, had to be no. That I had to stop there. I just thought, no, there are plenty of other books written at the time, written before then, that don't have those references. And so my great multimedia campaign of taking in a book has failed. So there we go. But that was the Thirty Nine Steps by John Buchan, and um, now. I want to come on to another book. Oh, no, this is great. Part of a series. Don't you love a series? This is by L.J. Ross. And this book is called The Sycamore Gap. And it's the second in the series of the DCI Ryan mystery. Um, Now, DCI Ryan first came to us in the Holy Island, um, which started off that that series of mysteries. And uh, DCI Ryan had gone through a very difficult time. And he was facing a killer, a horrific murderer, and really had to get himself in a place where he could focus on it and lead his team of detectives. To solve it. Um, it was well written. It was, I keep using the word pacey today, but it was, it was pacey. But also it, it, it used um references that I found slightly unsettling um, because it wasn't just a, a, a sort of a, a classic who done it. There were sort of pagan implications, different things. You didn't know what was involved, but certainly a group of people who worship things that made me feel uneasy. And um, that could have put me off, but it didn't because the book is so good. You can just sort of park that element. So, you know, based on the summer solstice. Um, Now, this book continues where that last one left off, as you might expect a series to. Well done, Philippa. And uh, the past never stays buried for long. Detective Chief Inspector Ryan believes that he has put his turbulent history behind him. (laughs) Then in the early hours of the summer solstice, the skeleton of a young woman is found inside the Roman wall at Sycamore Gap. She has lain undiscovered for 10 years, And it's Ryan's job to piece together her past. Inquiry lines cross and merge as Ryan is forced to face his own demons and enter into a deadly game of cat and mouse with a killer who seems unstoppable. Murder and mystery are peppered with a sprinkling of romance and humour in this fast-paced crime whodunit set amidst the spectacular scenery of Hadrian's Wall Country in Northumberland. Now this should... Give you an idea of how much I like the book. I started it in paperback, but I'd also got it on audiobook. I'd seen a deal, so I thought, right, let's get it on audiobook. The narrator is amazing. How he does all these different accents, I do not know. But I was driving the car, and I had to stop driving the car because all I wanted to do was hold my hands to my mouth in fear of what was going to happen next, in horror at what was unravelling, and literally. The minute I had finished it, and I have never done this with an audiobook before... The minute I had finished it, I went and downloaded the next book in the series on audiobook, Heavenfield. And I'm working my way through that. Now, I love a series. I love a series on audiobooks. But I've never uh, had one book in the series followed straight away by the next one. I normally then read something else and go to and, and forward. But I am so glad I did because I'm really enjoying it. So if you like a crime series... Um, If you like one that's set in the UK, but maybe a different area to where you've read about before. If you like a good strong lead character, uh, a really great supporting cast some interesting crimes to solve but not a simple oh this person's dead you know where's the murderer and if you like something where pieces keep being unraveled where little um points uh, keep being given to you and you think you know where you are and you think oh this is this is what it's going to be about no it moves on um really good the problem for me is there's lots of them in the series so i'm just going to have to keep ordering the books and the audio books um to keep going through to find out what happens and how these characters develop. But I really enjoyed it and I do commend the, the narrator. I thought they were just exceptional. In fact, I've just had a look at who the narrator was and his name is Jonathan Keeble. And what I'm thrilled to see is that he has narrated it looks like all of the series by LJ Ross, the DCI Ryan mysteries. So I'm really pleased to see that because so many times I've got into a book, got into a narrator and then for just reasons that that happened, they've had to use a different narrator and it's not the same for me. It's like in a film, uh, in a series of films, them having to change the person that plays the part of a character. It just doesn't work. I should say as well that there's um, another book called The Infirmary that was published only fairly recently, but actually it's the first book in the series. But you don't have to read that one. In fact, some people say not to read that one to begin with, but to start instead with Holy Island. Um, but there there is that that one as well. But I, I just really, really enjoy it, and it's probably going to be the highest rated audiobook I've ever reviewed. So there we go. Now finally I've got a lighthearted book. It is non-fiction. November so another non-fiction one well it's about poems are poems non-fiction it depends what they're about I suppose but this is called Poems for Happiness uh, introduced by the Reverend Richard Coles this is a, a very small book and it's beautiful it is absolutely beautiful to look at It's in duck egg blue uh, with gold on the spine and the pages are edged in gold, a beautiful design and it's a mixture of different poems, as I say, to, to keep or make you happy. There's about 170, 180 pages. I would say that they are very traditional ones. Um, typically remind me of the, the words of a hymn, that sort of thing. Um, so possibly for somebody older in your family, but really worth looking at for them. So say you've got um, an aunt, a grandma, somebody who likes poetry or likes hymns, and also likes beautiful books, then this is something really good. I mean, it's ones like, um, let's have a look, Amazing Grace, uh, Eternity, um, Shining Things, Hurt No Living Thing. It's just lovely. It's not a modern collection, just to stress that. It is very traditional, but it's just it's just a beautiful book to have I would say it's about the size of your hand um, so a nice small one so if you're looking for a collection of different things to buy someone for Christmas that might be one it's available now and uh, as I say it's just a a beautiful one to have it's published by uh, Macmillan collectors library and they do a number of books in, in this sort of series with this coloring I do remember buying a Sherlock Holmes one as well so this is going to sit very nicely next to that um, but certainly one to consider. So I think we've covered quite a few books. We have got, let me see, we've got My Lovely Wife by Samantha Downing. We've got Thirty Nine Steps, which I really sort of crushed and burnt with on my amazing multimedia approach by John Buchan. We've got L. J. Ross and the brilliant Sycamore Gap, and the lovely poems for happiness introduced by the Reverend Richard Coles. So quite a few books there for you to think about. I've got some other brilliant ones to talk to you, but I won't. I'll hold on to the next podcast, so bear with me on those. Now, I do have a question from Andrew. Andrew, thank you very much. You have said um, the question, is it worth going to festivals? Now, Andrea, it's funny because my last podcast was about this. So I would say, yes, it absolutely is. It can be exhausting. It can be expensive. Um, you can put on lots of weight or I do because of all the lovely food and with all the books that I have bought that I end up carrying. But it, it's wonderful to be able to meet authors Um, See them in the flesh if that doesn't sound too weird. Hear them speak, see how they react with questions. However, again, as I mentioned in my last podcast, you don't have to to go, you don't have to drive there if you can't, if you're too busy, if you don't have the resources, because there is this uh, amazing online festival myvlf.com festival it's a literary festival uh, the next one's coming up on the 23rd of november so not long now and if you've missed that date don't worry you can go back and see all the authors talking great variety i think it's a brilliant initiative and i really commend Um, them for setting that up so do support it it's free you can log in if you can't make it on the day that's absolutely fine you can go in at any point and catch up but it's a great resource to have so I yes I love going to literary festivals but they do take a lot out of you and this brilliant online version is another option for you to consider so thanks very much for that question so i've talked more than enough i now need to go off and practice my words for the play and i look forward to speaking to you again very soon take care now bye bye that's enough books said no one ever you've been listening to the QuickBook reviews podcast see you again soon